Let's be honest, the Apostle Paul, as we heard his words read just a moment ago, would be caught a bit off guard by this thing we call church buildings. Of course, he was familiar with temples and houses of God. The Jewish people had long built tabernacles and temples, synagogues to house their worship. But church buildings didn't exist in the first century. The church met in synagogues originally, then they were kicked out. They met wherever they could, in homes, around trees, and open gathering spaces, wherever they could find space. There were no church buildings in Corinth. As Christianity grew in numbers and in power, we started building simple structures that were built for functional purposes, elaborate cathedrals that when you walked in them, much like the temple of Israel, you felt like you were transported into another dimension. But no matter the kind of, stru- of structure, we Christians have always shared the same struggle. Over time, we begin to see the building as the church. And we identify God's activity only with what happens inside here. Now, I said more than once this last week, we're worshiping back in our church this Sunday. You may have said it too. And this is a church. But this building as beautiful as it is, as new as it is, as fresh and functional as it is, as holy this space may be, this is a church, but this is not the church. Now, there's an old song that I won't sing to you today because it's not a very good one, but Marty and I listened to it when we were in high school, and it had this refrain that sung in my head all week, you can't go to church because the church is you. Now, to Christians in Corinth who had no physical meeting space, no temple in which they could worship, Paul's letter, his words were a source of comfort. You don't need a temple to worship God, he told them, for you are the temple of God. Now, that word you, that's our southern y'all. That's plural. All y'all are church, Paul says. To Christians in Norwalk celebrating a beautifully renovated space, one that we've spent time and money on, one that we did not build the foundation, but it's been built over decades of others, a century and a half of people who've gone before us. We gather today to dedicate this renovated building, but Paul's words are helpful reminders that though we may be in a church building and this place may facilitate a lot of ministry, people's lives are changed here. It is truly a blessing, but this building is not the church. All y'all are the church. We are the church. You are the beautiful people of God. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Do you not know that Christ's spirit dwells in you? And we learned over the last few months, whether you worship in this room or a rented funeral home down the street, we are always and remain Norwalk Christian Church. And as we scatter from this place to our homes and schools, to our work, out and about in the community, wherever you go, church goes with you. Yes, yes, I know. A strange sermon for a church celebrating a renovation that I was counting has been at least in in planning before we arrived five years ago, at least seven years. But as we celebrate something indeed worth celebrating, let us celebrate also that God is here with us and inside of us. Do not lose sight of where God lives. These walls and floors, this pulpit, 
this table are indeed holy and we dedicate them to God. This building is a tool of ministry that we celebrate and may it increasingly be so. But do not think for once that God lives in here. This is not God's home. God lives within you. You are holy. You are beautiful. You are special. God is within you, working through you, and you are worth celebrating today. It doesn't matter the condition or the age of your temple, whether it's been renovated recently or not. It doesn't matter if you feel worthy of the calling or even claim it as your own. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Do you not know that God's spirit lives within you? Believe this good news today. Now, we've dedicated our renovated church building, but I think it's time to dedicate the church. So would you please stand as you are able, church, and repeat after me. It's not printed in your bulletin. Though we may at times forget, we are the temple of God. God's Spirit dwells in us. Wherever we go, we take God with us. May we always be a welcoming space for all God's people. May our hands, our feet, our lips, our heart be God's. May our presence in this world be God's presence in this world. Renovate us, O oh God, as we have renovated this space. Use us, O oh God, to bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We are the church. We are God's house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And now, as the dedicated people of God, let us join together at the table of God. Each piece unique 
and beautiful in its own way, yet coming together, they are something that no individual piece could create by themselves. What a better picture of who we should strive to be as we are already God's people. Every one of us is unique. Different shades, strengths, and gifts. We are different. We are diverse. But together, God has pieced us together as God's people. Now, if you come up here, you rub your hand, and it's a little rough. You think at first, well, maybe Ron needed to sand it a little extra. But that's intentional. God's body is a little rough. We're not completely smooth, a little rough around the edges. You can feel the cracks and the joints, the pieces of wood that's been put together. We're not perfect, yet in our imperfections, that's what makes us beautiful. Like this table, it is the diversity and the imperfections of God's people that make us beautiful. Some of these pieces of wood were reclaimed from buildings. Some were scraps from other projects. But each one now has a purpose, indeed a holy purpose. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you are a scrap. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you are used up or have no purpose. Every Sunday at this table, we take ordinary bread, ordinary grape juice that we call wine. We bless it, we break it, we share it. Because God isn't in the business of using the perfect and the special. God uses the broken, the discarded, the everyday, the used up, the scraps, those things to, make, to be a blessed purpose, a holy purpose in the world. God uses you, me, and every one of us as holy vessels. So this morning, as our last act of dedication, I invite you to read in your bulletin as we dedicate this communion table. We dedicate this communion table. May it always be a place where all are welcome. This table is round and has no edge, much like God's love, that has no edge but is round and inviting. All, God, all of God's people, no matter who they are or where they come from, no matter their age or wealth or knowledge or fears or faith or doubts, no matter their race, creed, orientation, or identity, everyone is welcome at this table. For this is not our table. This is Christ's table. As Christ always welcomes everyone to share in God's love. We dedicate this table as Christ's table. At this table, may we always feel welcome and share welcome. At this table, may everyone know and share in God's extravagant, unconditional, welcoming love. Amen. Invite us to sing together the gift that we learned during.